Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the second Sunday in Advent. Um, I read a post by Diana Butler Bass uh, the other day. She's doing Advent uh, devotionals every day. She posts them. And she reminded me that this is not Christmas. This is Advent. And I think the world, you know, would have us, uh, you know, consume, 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 be out there and buy, 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 Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. And um, she mentioned, she's like, there's no war on Christmas, but there might be one on Advent. Because Advent speaks to principalities and powers and this world system. And Mary talks about throwing down the powers and humbling the haughty in the imaginations of their mind. Uh, and uh, the world really doesn't want us to think about things like that. But that's what Advent is and the anticipation of the one that's coming into the earth. To uh, uh, the one that's coming into the earth at Christmas that is going to right all those wrongs. Uh, so today uh, we're gonna, today is the, um, uh, is the Advent Sunday of Peace. I think last week we had hope, wasn't it? And this week it's peace. Um, but the responsorial psalm has a lot to do with joy. So I don't know how that all works out in the church calendar, but this is what we have for today. Psalm 126, verses 1 through 6. And your response or our response together is going to be the Lord the Lord has done great things for us. We are filled with joy. Okay, so that will be our response. So we're going to start with that. The Lord has done great things for us. We are filled with joy. When the Lord brought back the captives of Zion, we were like men dreaming. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with rejoicing. Together, the Lord has done great things for us. We are filled with joy. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad indeed. Together, the Lord has done great things for us. We are filled with joy. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the torrents in the southern desert. Those who sow in tears shall reap rejoicing. Together, the Lord has done great things for us. We are filled with joy. Although they go forth weeping, carrying the seed to be sown, they shall come back rejoicing, carrying their sheaves. Together, the Lord has done great things for us. We are filled with joy. Amen. Now I will light the two Advent candles. We have one for hope and we have one today for peace. That shalom, um, God's peace is all encompassing. It is um, the absence of lack in every area and relation of our life. Completeness, wholeness. We have hope and peace. Uh, man, the sound was cutting in and out. That's what I was working on. Okay. So I think Taylor said she missed some of that that she started with. I, maybe maybe it would bear repeating at this point because it's working now. The sound. Which part? Uh, you were 
when when I was messing with the sound, whatever. Well, you I did a lot of things. <laughs> so we did the responsorial song, and uh, we talked about that um, that this is not Christmas; it is Advent, right. and this is our awakening and our anticipation of the coming of the Christ. Mm-hmm. And so we need to remember that it is a time. Um, uh, think of Mary's uh, uh, interaction with Elizabeth. We posted that picture mm-hmm. this week from the book. No, that wasn't Mary and Elizabeth. That was at Eve and Mary. Eve and Mary. But yeah. anyway, think of the Magnificat, you know, where Mary, it's very political and it's very strong, you know, throwing down the principalities and powers and the rulers, uh, throwing down the 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 proud and the haughty and the vain imaginations of their mind and God lifting up the lowly and the poor and making all things right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what Advent is about. It's not about, you know, we get sucked into all the trappings of Christmas and trying to make it perfect for our families, which yeah. you can't do. No. And uh and we'll steal your joy. Right. Um but what one of the things I do love about Christmas is all the lights. And we mm-hmm. liked the Advent wreath because um, I posted one of the pictures. If you remember it, we have the, the light of the triune God. And in the flame was the embryonic Christ child. And then the other candle had the world on it. Mm-hmm. So remember that the light is coming into the world. So that's why you know, we light candles. And I just read today that a lot of people are replacing the purple candles with blue mm-hmm. because traditionally purple meant um, you know, repentance and penance. And that's not what the season is about. And so people are replacing their purple candles with blue mm. because that deep blue is that color at the end of the night, right as the dawn might be breaking. Mm. Like and so that. that holds a lot of promise. So maybe next year we'll get blue. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And as the light comes into the world, especially through our world and our hearts, you know, there is an upheaval. Christ came so that he could provide a better way other yeah. than Rome and politics and... And the church systems and, and the morality codes. Yeah. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. To and, set us free. Right. And we're, we're taking this time every year to take a look at that and uh, remember that Christ has come yes. and is coming again. Yes. And that's why the cry of our heart at Advent is come Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, Amen. Uh, so you've got another reading. I do. Our uh, second reading today is from Philippians 1, 4 through 6 and 8 through 11. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a letter. And it reads like a letter, a heartfelt letter from Paul. Brothers and sisters, I pray always with joy in my every prayer for all of you because of your partnership for the gospel from the first day until now. I am confident of this, that the one who began a good work in you will continue to complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. God is my witness how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer 
that your love may increase ever more and more in the knowledge and every kind of perception to discern what is of value so that you may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ for the glory and praise of God. Mm. Amen. Thanks be to God. And that happened to also be a scripture in, I do, um, in my inbox, my uh, email inbox, I get a three-minute retreat. Mm-hmm. And it's one scripture, and then it kind of leads you through some questions and a little devotional. Mm-hmm. And today it went with the um, that the one who began a good work in you will continue to complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And this is what the devotional said. God started something wonderful by thinking of you and bringing you into being. God loves the person you are, knowing that you will participate through your free choices in the work of bringing God's love to others. Mm. And every time you show love, you become more of what God hopes you to be. Ooh, I like Mm -hmm. that. You are a part of a community that hopes for the day of Christ Jesus. Advent can be a time to patiently reconsider how you contribute to the goodness in creation. You can live in the reign of God now through participating in love. Invite God into this day and let God lead. Amen. So right where you are, in we were talking about this yesterday. We were talking about it um, in regards to my brother and mm-hmm. sister-in-law, uh, Travis and Julie. Mm-hmm. Um, they got their... Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Claus outfits on yesterday, and Julie cooked and cooked and cooked and baked and baked and baked, and they put together um, beautiful gift uh, bags and boxes and took them to her mother's nursing home and didn't just meet with her mom, but were Mr. and Mrs. Claus for the whole uh, center. Mm -hmm. And people um, people came and took pictures with them uh, by the tree, and then the people that couldn't, they uh, went to their specific rooms and took pictures with them. Those people, they're going to be talking about that mm-hmm. for days and weeks and months. And that is an example of taking that love into your little part of creation. You know, sometimes we get bogged down and paralyzed by thinking of world missions and mm-hmm. what's going on in, in Africa and what's going on in different parts of the world, and then we just freeze. Yeah. But all we're asked to do is right where you are at mm-hmm. in your sphere of influence, where you can, spread the love. Spread the love. And there are some key things in there because our scripture in Philippians said, I pray that God would complete mm-hmm. the good work that he began in you to love one another, to serve. And then here, the author of the uh, paragraph here, he says that you will participate through your free choices in the work of bringing God's love. And, you know, again, we're back to understanding this partnership, this duo that we have with God. We have the free grace of God, and yet we have your will, and we have your free choices. And, you know, the goal is, is we're to let God transform us uh, but one of the scriptures for today was talking about John the Baptist yep, and how read that next. his ministry, he's saying, 
prepare the way of the Lord, make straight the paths for our God. And, you know, we are to do that. So I'll let you read it before I go on any further. Okay. So our gospel reading for today is um, Luke 3, 1 through 6. And, and, and this is very important because this places Jesus in a specific time, place, culture in history. That's the purpose for the first few verses. In the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea and Herod was tetrarch of Galilee and his brother Philip tetrarch of the region of Ituria and Trachonitis and Lysanias was tetrarch of Abilene. During the high priesthood, so this is the religious part, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, the son of Zechariah in the desert. John went throughout the whole region of the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one crying out in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be made low. The winding road shall be made straight and the rough ways made smooth and all flesh shall, shall see the salvation Amen. of God. Amen. Amen. And we did. And we are. Yes. And Advent is Christ coming in and through, to, in, and through us. And, uh, you know, this talks about Christ coming in his earthly ministry, and then it talks about Christ fulfilling his mission through the church now, and that's mm -hmm. the age that we're in. Mm -hmm. And then ultimately the end of all ages where Christ will come and, and set up set up his set up his reign and um you know john tells us about john the baptist is that um he that the baptism of repentance that came through john mm -hmm. but then john points out that now grace and truth truth and mercy mm -hmm. come through jesus christ yeah that was one of the devotions i hope you guys are um at least looking at the pictures and maybe contemplating them that i'm putting out again we're going through this book um, by scott erickson honest advent and devotions related to his artwork i think my favorite one this week was uh vulnerability where we see the christ child in mary's womb and the seed of the divine inside and I just love what he wrote here about vulnerability. I don't, some of this we just, mm -hmm. you know, it's the Christmas story, and but you know we got to think about this. Um, what does it say about God who's willing to be this vulnerable with us? Who's willing to come into this world through the statistical risk of childbearing? Who's willing to be attached by a placenta for nourishment and life? to its own creation. Mary was God's creation. Mm -hmm. Who's willing to wait and grow in the human womb. Who's willing to be fearfully and wonderfully made just like we are. What it says about a God who's willing to be this vulnerable is that God is willing to open itself up to deeply connect with us. The real question is, are we willing to do the same? Mm. Amen. I love that vulnerability. 
Mm. Yeah, and to, to deeply connect with with us. And we talked about this week about how God is calling us inward, not mm-hmm. outward. Right. And I think one of the things we've learned over the last couple of years is that God is more interested in what's going on inside of us than yes. maybe what's going on with us inside of a church building. Mm-hmm. And he's wanting to reestablish that connection of Christ in us and our time with him. And today is the the Peace Sunday. Uh, We Mm -hmm. did, what, Hope last week. And today uh, is peace. And I was reminded this week there's there's a law of sacrifice that you'll read about in different writings. And it's not what you think it is because when you read the definition of it, it's it's making room for the greater in your life by letting go or sacrificing the lesser in in your life. And to me, this is true repentance. You know, this yeah. is us having a change of heart that is corresponded with the actions of our mind and our heart that 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 reflect that and um when we let go of the lesser things you know and that comes through prayer and contemplation mm-hmm. and as the holy spirit leads us it shows you and those we're things. open to the to grace transforming mm-hmm. us there's a point where we then decide to cooperate with god make these choices and allow this grace to work through our life but there's a corresponding action in it and You'd mentioned anxiety and stress, and that's what we have made Christmas into. Mm -hmm. Uh, We try so very hard, but in America at least, uh, it's about busyness. It's about buying, buying, buying. buying. It's about going, going, going. That reminds me of the Michael Scott from The Office quote is like, you know, this present means that I love you this many dollars. Like, <laughs> oh. Yeah, and you have but to sit in front of the TV to feed that anxiety yeah, because of absolutely. all the commercials. Which started in October. Yeah, and they and basically I think all they do in an attempt to market you to purchase and consume is they put this stress on you like, oh my gosh, I have to buy a new Lexus to really be in the spirit of Christmas or I need to buy this or or have this. So Advent is good for us because it forces us to reflect on these things. And you know, today we're talking about uh, peace. And why do I bring up the law of sacrifice and peace? Because when your heart and mind is attached to something that you think you have to have, want, mm. or need, it makes stress in you. It does. And if if you're a square peg trying to fit your life into a round hole, this is going to create stress and anxiety in you. And one of the, lo- the reasons I mentioned the law of sacrifice is because in this Advent season, as we open our hearts and prepare the way for the Lord, you know, we're listening and we are deciding every day that Jesus is our King. He's our Messiah. Uh, he's the Lord of our life. And, and we, we remind ourselves of it. We remind each other of that. We make those choices. And then these daily choices that we talked about earlier 
uh, we're going to be letting some of the lesser things go and mm-hmm. we're going to be making room for the more important things. You mentioned grace several times mm-hmm. and letting go of the lesser. May I suggest, and it, it's in this reading, may I suggest you let go of the lesser um, shame and instead embrace grace. Let me read this to you. Grace is the antidote to the ailment of shame. Shame believes one lacks what it takes to be loved and must endeavor to earn that back. It's the burden of perfection, morally, spiritually, humanly, and it inevitably destroys our souls because there is no fulfillment of enough. It's just an endless jog on the janky treadmill of striving. (laughs) To see Jesus as full of grace. Remember we said he came full of grace and truth. To see Jesus as full of grace means there wasn't any perfection checklist that was met to deserve his presence. Didn't have to do anything. Mm. His arrival stands against the idea that if you do it right, you get access to his presence, which is kind of a message we get in church. It is. His, his presence was freely given. He never withheld it. Mm. Grace is presence, not withheld. So a a religion based on trying to earn love inevitably fails because works can never truly heal the fear of being left alone because of your real. At some point, you just want to be loved for your real, Mm. the actual state of the matter of you. Yeah. So grace is the antidote of shame. And I love that it is freely given because... Our whole gospel is based on love and forgiveness. Mm -hmm. God so freely gave for Mm -hmm. givenness. Mm -hmm. And we have lots of scriptures to back that up. It has nothing to do with you. This was done in Christ, several scriptures say, before the foundation of the world. I think a perspective that we've lost over the last several years is when these scriptures during the Advent season talk about salvation coming Mm -hmm. and being granted to man. Um, That's a historical done deal. I mean, we are celebrating the fact that salvation has been accomplished by Jesus Christ and that now we are free recipients of that it's not a recipients yeah we're not it's not dependent it's not being instigated by us at some point in our life by our actions by saying a certain prayer by changing things you know now we need to receive that because we need to receive the grace that's the antidote for shame um daily so you have been all of us have been for given that means it's been given to us before we were ever born all of humanity before the foundation Mm -hmm. of the very world again we've always said this was always god's plan it wasn't a knee-jerk oops reaction you know because you know we slipped up yeah this was always been the plan and And if you want scriptures okay there's second timothy 1 9 first peter 1 19 and 20 
Ephesians 1, 3 through 6. Yeah, and we need to post those because you, you really do need to look those up and, mm-hmm. and chew on them in context of what we're talking about here. And back to what I said, what Don just read about grace and the free gift of salvation and God's desire to have presence with you in time, that truth being grabbed a hold of and that lesser truth of condemnation or whatever you shame thought. Shame is a killer. The shame, that brings peace. Mm-hmm. So that brings peace and you can you can apply that to any aspect of your life if you're if you're grasping and attached to something that's basically creating stress and anxiety in your life and you let that go for a greater truth and understanding Mm -hmm. that brings peace peace comes but i will also say and it was one of the days was unease Mm -hmm. and you know we love the magnificat we love the story of the angel and mary and you know mary says you know be unto me according to all your will and you know that's awesome but then mary guess what happened she had to go Nine through morning sickness. Yeah. She had to go through everything that goes along with being pregnant and growing something new and getting ready for birthing. Uh, she had to go through <clears throat> contractions and labor and delivery. Um, and so sometimes, you know, when we're given just a wonderful um vision from the Lord or you feel God leading you into something new mm-hmm. um, it's usually it can be difficult it can be very it difficult it can and usually is difficult yes. so it's not always easy but there'll be a sense of grace there I mean there'll yeah. be a peace in your heart about doing it and going going through it so yeah that's a good point to bring up and so and so the author says here is like, you know, but why do mothers do that? Why do mothers go through all that? And some of us have done it again and again. And he says it's for love. Mm-hmm. Because God so loved the world that he gave. Um, so it's for love that you have been moved from what is known to what is unknown. It's for love that you've been moved from your comfortable perch so you can be enlarged by a different perspective. It is for love that you have been broken open so a larger capacity of faith, hope, and love can be built inside you. For love, it is because you are loved. Right, and that that is always the key revelation because yes. if you don't <clears throat> let go of shame and guilt and and take hold of of the love that god has for you and the entire acceptance that god has for you you know the first scripture today in philippians talked about that we may love one another mm-hmm. well i can promise you if you haven't let go of those lies mm-hmm. then people to you are going to mean something they're going to represent a dollar sign you're going to always be trying to get something from people what, what can they do for me what can they do for me exactly <clears throat> and again you so you're coming at that from another that lie then has created more stress and anxiety and then people are an object to you and uh to truly love someone, you have to have received that love yes. and understand it yes. for yourself. And it's mm-hmm. a process. Yep. It's not something that's going to magically happen overnight. But as you submit to these things daily and as you make these choices, 
God's grace then will allow that to flow through you more freely. Yeah, and it might come through a time of real unease. You know, mm-hmm. you think about a pregnant woman, she's stretching, she's expanding, and how many of us feel like we're just almost stretched and expanded beyond our limits, mm-hmm. but um, but we're not. And, uh, and right. it's all for God's love for us because he wants to... He, that Philippian scripture, you know, he's still working on us. Mm-hmm. And I got news for you. You're never done. <laughs> so, you know, no matter how old you are, um, what your um, theological education is or isn't, um, what your experience in life is, you're never done. We're always challenged to grow and expand mm-hmm. um, because there's just always so much more. Amen. And if you're not growing and if you're not growing and expanding in the ways of love towards yourself and others, you you probably you probably need to re-examine what and why you're growing. So mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, again, I've kind of looked at uh, I've kind of looked at the year coming up for many people as a coming of something new. And I yeah. think we look at every year that way. Um, but I, I really have sensed that it's a coming of something new for, for a lot of people. And the tendency yeah. is, is you want to, out of fear, you may hold on to what you have and resist that. And then you're moving into a point to where you're going to have stress and anxiety. You'd mentioned, I, I call it the, the, uh, you know, the, the pricks of adversity, you know, sometimes they push us, they push us towards certain things and, uh, and then other times when we just flat ignore those nudgings, we we put ourselves we stumble a, over. Yeah, we're a we're a crash square. and burn. Yeah, and it just creates more and more anxiety. So I brought up uh, today with the peace is that you know you let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, and even if you're in a difficult situation, you know something that's hard. Uh, there, there's a peace and a grace that'll, that goes along with You're that. Shaking the table. Oh, sorry. And uh, the one I wanted you to remember too, when I talk about letting go, I'm going to get kind of yoga-y here, but uh, when you let go, it's not always a physical removal of yourself, uh, but it's letting go of your attachment to it. Yeah. And maybe you can explain that better, but it's not like I'm talking about always physically moving your body into a different proximity, but yet you may just have to allow yourself to let go of your attachment to it, maybe a desired outcome of what you think it has yeah. to be like, and you, and, you and let go. That would, you know, it, it's keeping, you know, with the yoga, because that leads to suffering. And right. if you think about it, if you're attached to something that's not to be, and you just won't let go, what is happens? It leads to suffering, right. anxiety, worry, depression. So we have to try to be free of attachments so, right. so that God uh, can lead us. I love what um, Glennon Doyle um, said. They have a word in their family um, and her book is, and it's amazing, it's called We Can Do Hard Things. That's her podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. But they have a word in their family called skided. And so that's how they discern with their kids. So if their kids seem like really afraid to do something new, um, they're like, well, are you, are you scared but can't wait for you know, the outcome? 
or are you just scared? And so their word for, you know, scared, but oh, mm-hmm. I'm excited to do it is skited. So there's a difference there. Um, mm-hmm. So sometimes, you know, we're being led to do something that's really scary, but you're like, oh, but this could be really awesome. And, you know, whenever you feel feel like you're being stretched and pulled and, and you know, just kind of brought into something um, new that's foreign to you, yeah. um, that can be anxiety producing. Mm-hmm. But then you think, okay, am I skited or am I just scared? So mm-hmm. that's a good way to maybe discern between the two. And like Joyce Meyer always said, do it afraid <laughs> if it's skited. Right. That's good. I like that. Well, let's see if anybody says I don't have any comments here. They don't have to comment. Nobody's commenting. Okay, good. All right. Well, we have time for a benediction now, mm-hmm. and Dawn's got a good one. Um, the benediction actually comes from uh, the book Honest Advent, and it's taken several little um, ending thoughts, his benedictions for you that I've kind of put together. May you rest in the peace that the darkness can never extinguish the light that has been given you. May you experience grace embedded in your own hidden vulnerabilities, and may you let that symbiotic mystery fuel your Advent wonder. May grace and truth be not only realities you understand, but realities you give to others. May the unease of your stretching and expanding be the promise of divine love growing in you a new life of unforeseen possibility. Ooh, that's it's you skited. (laughs) May you find the Almighty waiting in the conversation you can have only by being in your current situation. Mm, Amen. I think that just wrapped up the whole service. So plan. We'll leave it at that. All right. Well, um, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. And um, let me just pray for everybody that's watching. Lord, we thank you for those that have joined us. And we just pray that uh, your grace and peace would permeate their season. Mm -hmm. Help them, Lord, to see and recognize the new that's coming in their life. Have faith and courage to let go and faith and courage to grab a hold. And uh, Lord, we thank you for it. We just thank you for a wonderful Christmas season for everyone. And uh, it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Wonderful Advent. And then Christmas. Advent, then Christmas. And then Epiphany. Amen. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, Give us a message uh, if there's anything we can pray with or for you about. And we'll see you next week.